Back to Old School with DP and J. Welcome back to Old School. I, I'm gonna correct. Let me let me correct some nonsense that went on. So, the whole Dotson thing, the Johan Dotson thing, right? That Jay said, you know, it came draft time, and the Commanders were on the board, and this is where I waved the flag because I was like, I've had enough of y'all, but this is the this is it for me. And they had the pick lined up. Had the player of choice. So, Kenny, this is how it went down. <laughs> this is how it went down. Pick number 11. Commanders have it. They need a receiver to go with Terry McCorn. They need, need, need like they need air. Like they need air. What, the, what this clown show did was it traded that pick to New Orleans who then took Chris Olave, and then you dropped down to take Dotson. I mean, let me point this out. Let me point this out. This is why I, I Olave. Baller. Saw him up close in person. Ready for this? 72 catches, 1,000 yards. With the Saints. With the Saints. Rookie. With the Saints. With the Saints. With and and the number one ain't even there. So with the number one and with single coverage all year, Dotson caught thirty-five balls for five hundred and twenty-three yards. And he was playing uh, opposite Terry McLaurin. Now you tell me if the the NFC East doesn't play different if it's McLaurin and Olave, no matter who playing quarterback. Man, look. <laughs> I think I think the commanders got you frustrated. Look, that's why I'm like I'm in the transfer portal. I'm no, like I'm no, a NFL fan, free agent. Nope, you you just got being to me. Oh, see, see, but this is the, this, see, he, You're good see, now. see, see, no. He's, he's, if he was the head coach, they would have me back. Rivera is a good head coach. Listen to me. He's a defensive listen, guy. Now listen, listen to me. <laughs> I'm trying to get you back. I had Rivera in Carolina. See, my my Panther blood, like it still exists. Like there's still there's strings in my heart. I spent a lot of time in Carolina with the Panthers. Right, the Panthers love me, and look, the Redskins got mad at me because of the Panther love. But I went anyway, and I went down there and did my thing. And Rivera, while he took him to the show, didn't take care of his boys. See, that's that's. How men treat men is how I judge men. Like, how you treat people when you're done with them tells me everything about you. See, I'm nothing else. I'm loyal. And so I worry when you talk about organizations and coaches, how you treat the good people that work for you matters. Because I was an assistant coach forever, forever. And I was always brought in to fix stuff. And then you would fix it and get it right. And then I would watch how the people who made that decision handled business. 
And that would let me know whether to stay there or not. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting you bring that up, right? It's how you treat people, right? So when 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 you're at a certain place and 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 things aren't going well, mm-hmm. but you have a lot of people that's still doing things behind the scene. Yep. Right? To hopefully get this thing fixed. Yep. I always took it apart upon myself, right? You have equipment guys, you have trainers, you have academic people, you have life skills people. Mm-hmm. You say how you treat people. Yep. I take them donuts. Take them cookies. Here you go. Thanks for everything you do. Because they're the they're the people behind the scene that don't get no, they don't get their names in the paper. They don't get, you know, stuff brought up about them. But they're working behind the scenes. And if it wasn't for them, this operation wouldn't work. So I always took it upon myself. Even you know, Miss Joni, who was our administrative assistant. You know, here's a gift card. Go do this. Go do that. Joni, here's some cookies for you. You know what I mean? It's- Joe, Joe Gibbs said this 30 years ago. 30 years ago, Joe Gibbs said this. That it's his mission to to take his coaches to the same dinner the day they left the, 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 the organization as the day he recruited them. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> if you deserve to go to the best steakhouse when I'm trying to get you, then the moment you outgrow what we actually plan for you, then I need to say goodbye the same way I welcomed you in. And I don't understand. It's not that complicated. Look, I can speak to this. We can talk about this station. People leave here. I say to you, listen, the people that that left the station left for a better opportunity, which actually was the plan. Young Nathan went went, went to Kansas City. Guess what? We went and had drinks <laughs> night before he left. Like I got out of out of surgery and went and had drinks with that dude. I went. I got out of heart surgery and went and had had and paid for drinks for this dude because he was important when he got here. He's important when he leaves and forever forward he's going to be. Like I pay attention to to and and my biggest frustrations about organizations is that they're doing business rather than, than in, in, in the money business rather than the people business. And, again, I'm, I'm, I'm the accumulation of a bunch of great coaches. And John Thompson used to say this, and he meant it. He absolutely meant it. Never choose the game over the player. You can't. Like, never choose the game over the player. And it was purposeful because he said, there is a person that I'm dealing with, and that's way more important than the game itself. The game is just a vehicle for the relationship. So how you do anything in that, how you treat people, is how you deal in life. And the best coaches are consistent at a thing, that they want to treat people the right way. And the best organizations, and I understand now that now because of social media, more information gets out than before. Mm -hmm. So there were things before that, like nothing is new. So the way coaches treat, bad coaches treat uh, players, there's no hist- There's no secret to it, but now there's social media. So if you do it, somebody's gonna say, and and everybody has a voice now. So if you treat a player poorly now, the player can say, "Hey, you know what? No, nah, that's not how it went down." Mm-hmm. That's good and bad. It's 
it's good if you use it to say, I'm never going to do that again. It's bad if you ignore it. <laughs> if you ignore it. And we know in sports that who we root for is a representation of who we are at heart. So the players we root for, teams we root for, universities, all those things. That's a statement that, you know what? I believe in what they believe in. And that's that's some real depth when you get to it at that level that, you know what? I'm a fan of so-and-so. Okay. And there are people, like I have friends of mine that, you know, they're pro wrestling fans. When they go to pro wrestling match, they root for all the villains. They root for, because they love chaos. They love chaos. And those people exist. They're our friends. We know who they are. Literally, you know who they are. <laughs> the contrarian, the person that's there to really just shake it up. And then there are people that at all costs and all expense root for everybody to do well. No matter what. Like, I want to watch two teams at their best, play at their best, and then whatever result you get is what you get. In recruiting, I think some of the biggest mistakes are made because people are paying debts that the fans don't know about. (laughs) I'm going to say it again for the people in the back so you all understand because this ain't Kenny. And I'm speaking from my own knowledge and my own personal experience that the biggest mistakes made in recruiting are not because somebody wasn't talented or not because they weren't a fit for the program. It is because whoever's making the final decision is paying a debt that the fans don't know. If you as a fan base said, you know what, we want the quarterback from my hometown. And you ask the question, does this guy have the talent? Yep. Does he have the grades? Yep. Does he fit the system? Yep. But you didn't recruit him, or you didn't commit to him, or you didn't sign him. Why? If it doesn't, and this is this is another this is another gem I'm gonna give you today. I'm feeling churchy, so we're gonna go ahead. Preach. That if in sports, if it doesn't, if a if one and one doesn't equal two, it's money. The answer is money. <laughs> money. If there's a top quarterback in the state and Nebraska has a history, the last three years, the best quarterback in the state didn't end up at University of Nebraska. Why? Money. Because you chose to keep money to the side for somebody else and didn't take care of your own. You didn't take care of the best of your own. The the best of your own. And then going to put it on somebody to say, well, he's responsible for Nebraska. Nope. You were responsible for the checkbook, and you went bank balance rather than football, rather than Nebraska, rather than the right thing. And there are two types of people who sit at the top of athletic departments around the country. There are people that want ownership of it to say, this is mine and we do what we want. And then the other side are people who want to do right. People that want to do right. And the people that want ownership to be able to say, look at my stuff. Look at mine. And when you get it right, the programs that get it right sit and they sleep well at night. Ain't no drama. Ain't no stress. Except the villains over there whispering, well, look, they probably doing what we do. They probably doing that dirty stuff. 
And then people look at them and go, nope. Nope, I sleep good at night. You know why? Because I take care of my people. And we'll know, the fan base will know when Nebraska's getting it right. Because the right people will be a part of the program. The right people will be a part of the program. And I'm going to say this again. Here's another and another thing. <laughs> if you tell me you all about Nebraska, you should be recruiting Nebraska first. Preach. Don't tell me you all about Nebraska. Hey, you going to go get coaches from Alaska, from Hawaii, from Montana, from Mississippi, but you're not going to get none from Nebraska? Because that's telling me that in Nebraska, you don't give them respect and you don't think they're good enough. You can tell me that you're not developing athletes in Nebraska that are worthy of wearing that scarlet and cream. But the dudes from Alaska, hey, we're going to go out of our way to take care of Alaska people. Because why? Because, you know, money. Yeah. I, I, you know, <laughs> it's Friday. I was supposed to, tr- I was, I was cool in the back. Happy Friday. <laughs> Preach. You know, every now and then, well, because in this space, you find really good people. And the one thing that I do well, I'm not special about anything except for I look for really good people. Good people. And then if you're talented people, if you're good and talented, who? Oh, we in business. Like, we can work. Look around us. Like, you you bring me Kenny Wilhite, and I sit with Kenny for five minutes. I know. I know. The universe dug me, man. Universe dug. The universe said, I'm going to put two good people together. And you know what? I'll get out of the way and let you be great in it. Because that's the right thing to do. You're supposed to be heard, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. <laughs> You're supposed to be heard, bro. I want you in this space, and I want you letting people know what it is. Uh, 402-464-5685. Start a Heyman text line. Honda Lincoln hotline. If you want to be a part of what we're doing, it's Friday. And, again, we, we got a full weekend of Husker hoops at home at Pinnacle Bank Arena. You've got activity uh, down in Clearwater, softball, Took a tough one, uh, t- t- tough tough L yep. against Virginia Tech. Uh, baseball, yeah, baseball starts tonight at San Diego track. Uh, they had a, a, a tune-up meet uh, over there. It's going to be all weekend as well. Wrestling is at home Sunday against Arizona State. Senior day, senior, senior day. day. It's a big one. Get out. The tickets are everything's under seven bucks. Go support the Huskers. Man, go. You got an all-American coach. You better go. go you better go. Him. You better go support Mark Manning. Yep. <laughs> Great dude. Men's gymnastics. Top it's a top it's an elite program. It's an elite program. Bowling. It's an elite program. Number three in the country. National champs. Number three in the country currently with a legitimate shot of bringing home another championship. It's good stuff in the space. Yep. Right? Happy about it. You 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 were saying earlier about Eric Bienemy that it's almost a demotion. I don't even think you're right. I'm not sure that it's a even a, a lateral step. I think you have to ponder and ask the question: Why would he leave the 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 
Super Bowl champions with the MVP, the best player in the game, right? He's the best player in the game now. We, we Right now, if you redid your list, Mahomes is number one, right? Yeah. Is that fair? That's a fair thing. That's a fair. Right? And is there any coach that you would love to coach with more than Andy Reid? So I'll ask right. you. I'm going to ask you. If you could pick five coaches, head coaches in the NFL, to actually work with, who would you choose? Well, Andy Reid has to be number one. Hmm? Right now, he has to be number one. Then you have to go with Bel- um, the man up in New England. Hmm? Um, Belichick. Belichick. Peyton. Sean Peyton. Hmm? Denver. Um, what's my guy named in San Fran? Shanahan. Shanahan. Hmm? And then I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go out on a limb. Oh Lord, you would have put me on this. <laughs> <laughs> well, can, well, Tomlin, but, but, well, Harbaugh. I would say I would say either Tomlin or Harbaugh right now. Right. Well, I would I would then ask why why those coaches. Well, to me, those coaches right now are coaches that have put people other people in positions to be to move on mm-hmm. to get better jobs that's first and foremost okay you know and I think those coaches really genuinely care about their assistants mm-hmm. and it's not about them you know what I mean I don't know too many of the other coaches to to to, to talk about but them, there's something about them but there's something them. about right. them that makes you think that they're going they're in it for the right reasons mm-hmm. and and they're going to help you develop as a young coach or as a coach in general to where you can move on and take a better job. Back to the enemy. Mm-hmm. Now, there's three questions you got to ask yourself. One, was he wanted back in Kansas City? Legitimate question. Was he legitimately wanted back in Kansas City? Right. Right? That's the first question you have to ask. Yep. Was Did Kansas City really want him back? Did Andy Reid really want him back? Right? So that's question number one. We don't know what the GM's thinking. We don't know what Pat Mahomes thinking. We don't know what Andy Andy Reid is thinking. Andy Reid has went to bat for the enemy on several occasions, saying that he's worthy of a head coaching job, right? So, two, did he want to get out from underneath Andy Reid and so he can have his own offense, say he called the place, his own system, right? Which leads me to another question, but go ahead. Those are the top two questions you have to ask. Here's here's question two B. Two A is two B. Why would he, why would Andy Reid have to validate Eric Bieniemy? The, the 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 truth is right there. He this is the offensive coordinator. No matter what the job is, somebody gave him the job. He earned the job. He earned but it. But somebody gave him the job. Mm-hmm. He he kept the job. And then by the very definition of the job, he excelled at the job better than anybody in that job in the NFL. So other people, it doesn't matter. Like people trip on the on the peripheral stuff, but the reality is he did the job better than anybody else in the highest league that exists. For the last five years. For the for the last five years. <laughs> you know how hard you got to talk yourself out of, out of hiring the best person? Like that's some real – <laughs> for, for the last five years, right? Right. <laughs> He's been the 
whether you can say Andy Reid's calling the plays or they're, they're, they're tag teaming it. Yeah. You know, but yeah. for the last five years, he's been a part of the one of the best offenses in the National Football League. Boy, that's, that's so. You're right. He it shouldn't have, shouldn't have to have been validated by Andy Reid. It, it shouldn't have to be. And from the text line, a couple of questions. One is an important question: Did Patrick Mahomes want the enemy back? Yes. The answer is yes. Now, why? Because he just won another MVP and another Super Bowl with him. Now, as happens when two elites get together or three elites get together, and you can talk about Brady and Belichick in the same space, right? That Three alphas in one room. Th- then it becomes a matter of, okay, can I do this myself? And, and, and that's a selfish thing. But then you ask the question, if Mahomes said that, he's not really the dude we think he is. Right? If you took all the money, won the MVPs, got all the perks, and then don't stand up for the guy who helped you achieve it, that says more about you than it does the other guy. (laughs) It's it's reality. We'll throw it to break. When we come back, I'll answer another question. Somebody asked a question. Said I'd been an assistant coach. I'm not listing my resume. My resume is out there. I'm easy to find. (laughs) Do your homework. (laughs) We'll close out old school when we come back. 